Welcome to Myths, Legends, Folklore, and Tall Tales, the podcast that's hit and myth. I am your host, Lancelot Chaubert, over at uh, lancelot.nyc. Uh, we're cross-casting today with Inconveniences Rightly Considered, the poetry podcast, because uh, today's is, is both a poem and a, uh, and a myth. Um, it's by Alfred Lord Tennyson. It's the poem called The Lady of Shalott. It's one of my favorite um, of his. Uh, I would like to remind you before I begin uh, that you can go over to lancelot.nyc and um, enter your email and find out how myths saved me from suicide when I was in high school. Uh, it's something we don't talk about a lot and it's, you know, I, I like sharing my journey so that, you know, if someone else out there is kind of depressed and lonely, um, they can know kind of how some of this stuff rescued me from out of that headspace. And also, just a quick reminder, like, every one of these podcasts is a cold reading, so um, so we just take it the warts as they come, uh, because I'm more interested in, in getting some of these stories and myths out there than I am in my own perfection and looking like a, you know, a movie star or whatever. So, uh, so here we go with The Lady of Shalott by Alfred Lord Tennyson. As a, I mean, this is an old copy that I got. It's an old uh, major British writer's, like, you know, carpet-bound red book, like Bilbo's Red Book. Like, <laughs> um, there's even a... Uh, the Volume volume 1 actually has a, an intro to Spencer's Fairy Queen, written by C.S. Lewis. I was, I was moving through it not too long ago and flipped, flipped to the introduction. I was like, this is C.S. Lewis commenting on this classic literature so uh and i i can't find that article anywhere else other than that book it's pretty amazing but here we go uh lady of shallot or shallot i'm gonna say shallot i'm pretty sure it's shallot uh part one on either side of the river lie long fields of barley and of rye that clothe the wold and meet the sky, and through the filled road runs by to many towered Camelot. And up and down the people go, gazing where the lilies blow round an island there below the island of Shalott. Willows whiten, aspens quiver, little breezes dusk and shiver through the wave that runs forever by the in island in the river flowing down to Camelot. Four gray walls and four gray towers overlook a space of flowers in the silent isle and bowers the Lady of Shalott. By the margin, willow-veiled, slide the heavy barges trailed by slow horses, and unhailed the shallop flitteth, silken-sailed skimming down to Camelot. But who hath seen her wave her hand? Or at the casement seen her stand? Or is she known in all the land, the Lady of Shalott? Only reapers, reaping early in among the bearded barley, hear a song that echoes cheerily from the river, winding clearly down to towered Camelot. And by the moon, the reaper weary, piling sheaves in uplands airy, listening whispers, tis the fairy Lady of Shalott. There she weaves. That's part two. <laughs> Two. There she weaves by night and day, a magic web with colors gay. She has heard a whisper say a curse is on her if she stay to look down to Camelot. 
She knows not what the curse may be, and so she weaveth steadily, and little other care hath she, the Lady of Shalott. And moving through a mirror clear that hangs before her all the year, shadows of the world appear. There she sees the highway near winding down to Camelot. There the river eddy whirls, and there the surly village churls and the red cloaks of market girls pass onward from Shalott. Sometimes a troop of damsels glad, an abbot on an ambling pad, or sometimes a curly shepherd lad, or long-haired page in crimson clad, goes by to towered Camelot. Sometimes through the mirror blue the knights come riding two and two. She hath no loyal knight, and true the Lady of Shalott. But in her web she still delights to weave the mirror's magic sights, for often through the silent nights of funeral with plumes and lights and music went to Camelot. Or when the mood was or when the moon was overhead came two lo young lovers lately wed. I am half sick of shadows, said the Lady of Shalott. Part three. A bow shot from her bower eaves, he rode between the barley sheaves. The sun came dazzling through the leaves and flamed upon the brazen greaves of bold Sir Lancelot. A red cross knight forever kneeled to a lady in his shield that sparkled on the yellow field beside remote Shalott. The jimmy bridle glittered free, like to some branch of stars we see hung the golden galaxy. The bridle bells rang merrily as he rode down to Camelot. From his blazoned baldric slung, a mighty silver bugle hung, and as he rode, his armor rung beside remote Shalott. All in the blue, unclouded weather, thick jewels shone. The saddle leather, the helmet, and the helmet feather burned like one burning flame together as he rode down to Camelot. As often through the purple night below the starry clusters bright, some bearded meteor trailing light moves over still Shalott. His broad, clear brow and sunlight glowed on burnished hooves. His war horse trode from underneath his helmet flowed his coal-black curls as on he rode, as he rode down to Camelot. From the bank and from the river he flashed into the crystal mirror, Tia Lira by the river sang Sir Lancelot. She wept the she left the web. She left the loom. She made three paces through the room. She saw the water lily bloom. She saw the helmet and the plume. She looked down to Camelot. Out flew the web and floated wide. The mirror cracked from side to side. The curses come upon me, cried. The Lady of Shalott. Part 4. In the stormy east wind straining, the pale yellow woods was waning. The broad stream and his banks complaining heavily, the low sky raining over towered Camelot. Down she came and found a boat beneath the willow left afloat, and round about the prow she wrote the Lady of Shalott. Down the river's dim expanse, like some bold seer in a trance, seeing all his own mischance with a glassy countenance, did she look to Camelot. And at the closing of the day, she loosed the chain, and down she lay. The broad stream bore her far away, the Lady of Shalott. 
lying robed in snowy white that loosely flew to left and right, leaves upon her falling light. Through the noises of the night, she floated down to Camelot. And as the boat had wound along the willowy hills and fields among, they heard her singing her last song, the Lady of Shalott. Heard a carol, mournful, holy, chanted loudly, chanted lowly, till her blood was frozen slowly, and her eyes were dark and holy, turned the tower. For ere she reached upon the tide, the first house by the water side, singing in her song, she died, the Lady of Shalott. Under tower and balcony, by garden wall and gallery, a gleam shape she floated by, dead pale between the houses, high, silent into Camelot. Out upon the wharfs they came, knight and burgher, lord and dame. And round the prow they read her name, the Lady of Shalott. Who is this? What is here? And in the lighted palace near died the sound of royal cheer, and they crossed themselves for fear, all the knights of Camelot. But Lancelot mused a little space. He said, She has a lovely face. God in his mercy lend her grace, the Lady of Shalom. This has been Myths, Legends, Folklore, and Tall Tales, the podcast that's hit or mid. I'm Lancelot Chaubert. You can go to lancelot.nyc to learn how myths saved me from suicide. Tune in next time. Thanks for joining us.